Thanks for joining us for the Long Island Sound Podcast. Each week we explore new music and dive deeper with the artists and their stories behind the music. Please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. Here's your host, Steve Yusko. Get ready to dive into the time warp of electrifying music and contagious energy. Introducing the rock sensation that's turning heads and tearing up the scene. Meet Bad Mary, a powerhouse quartet like no other, led by the fierce and captivating Amanda Mack on vocals, backed by her talented husband, Mike, on bass, Bill on drums, and the professor of strings, David on guitar. Drawing inspiration from legends like Blondie and the Ramones to modern greats like Green Day and the Dolly Rocks, Bad Mary creates a sonic experience that's both nostalgic and refreshingly new. So get ready to rock, roll, and revel in the electric vibes of Bad Mary, only on the Long Island Sound Podcast.
Hey, I'm really excited about tonight's episode. I've uh, gotten into so many different genres and I'm really excited about this genre. And the one word that reverberates with my guests in my mind is the word fun. They look like they're having so much fun with their art and their music and their visuals. And my guest tonight is two members of the band Bad Mary. And I welcome Amanda and Mike to the Long Island Sound. Great to have you guys here. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Steve. We're happy to be here. I got to ask you this. Now, you have a very unique setup. Uh, you guys are married, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, if I read the bio correct, Dad plays the drums and there's a professor in the band as well. You got to tell me <laughs> how this all came together and how the family dynamic uh, became Bad Mary. Well, it it all started out of Hofstra University. That's really the connecting place for all of us. Um, I've known my dad for a pretty long time, you know, before I before I went there. But um, but that's really that was the catalyst for it. And um, the f- me, Mike and David, the three of us first started playing together in a, a version of a band that's currently still at Hofstra. That David, who's the professor, uh, he was my professor at Hofstra. Okay, um, he's still part of this group. Uh, it's called David and the Hendersons, and it is full of uh, the lineup of students that year. So whoever's there that can play, they play the parties uh, uh, for the theater department and all that. And we were from a grouping of that, that after we all graduated, our year kind of stayed local. A lot of times people move home or people will like go on a tour. We were in a theater department, so people would leave and go off on a job in another state or or whatnot. But this this time around, we were all staying in New York. So we were having so much fun and we're like, do do you want to keep kind of playing? And we were playing covers at the time. We were really just like a covers party band playing, you know, clubs and just uh, fundraising events for our friends like theater companies that were starting out and things like that and we're like yeah and um uh, then i'm i'm talking a lot mike i feel like has things to add that i haven't got it to. Uh, yeah, you're doing all right yeah, <laughs> mike 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 you be the eye candy for the show How's yeah I'm, I'm the bass player nobody cares what i have to say <laughs> we right. love you mike <laughs> nice <laughs> um but uh, basically, there there were some lineup changes. Um, our Mike was originally on rhythm guitar, uh, and our drummer at the time was our friend Rory Levin. We're still really close with Rory Levin. Um, she ended up getting uh, a job in Florida, uh, so she relocated down there. Mm. Um, our bass player at the time, um, a friend of ours, Andrew Huber, ended up getting a job going on a tour, and it was hard to keep that group kind of together yeah. with with all the different you know life changes. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, well, I know a guy that plays drums. Um, let me, then <laughs> let that, me see if he'd be interested in hanging out with yeah. us. It was my dad. Oh, um, that is cool. Yeah. And then Mike. And then I, I moved over to bass, um, which is, I played bass pr- prior. Um, bass is probably my second instrument uh, that mm-hmm. I learned how to play, uh, probably when I was about like 13 years old or something like that. Um, so this was a band at this point. We had become a, a cover band called Madam X. And we uh, were just doing covers, just, you know, uh, not not really, not no tribute style stuff, just, you know, punky kind of punchy covers of, of a lot of different 80s and 90s and right. 70s and 60s tunes. And then uh, I went to David one day, when I was working at Hofstra University, he was there as a, as a teacher, I was a student, I was graduated, and I was working there. And my dad actually, his last semester as an undergrad student yeah. was my first semester Which as an undergrad student. That, he went yeah. back to college a bit later oh, in phenomenal. life. So like we all really were 
um, kind of on our separate Hofstra journeys. Yeah, yeah. Hofstra is a really, really kind of important place for this for this band. It's kind of where we all met and where the band really spawns from. And to be honest, Hofstra has been really good to us over the years. You know, we've played a bunch of stuff at that at the, at the school. We played their Fall Fest. We played um, on one of their TV shows. Uh, they've always been very, very good to us. So we always have to have to thank them for that. And we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the university. But um, I'd exist because uh, my dad's also in the, the band. band. I meant the band wouldn't <laughs> exist. I mean, uh, I'm just saying. I, I mean, the band wouldn't. The we well. is a collective we of the band. <laughs> Um, so we were a band called Madam X at the time and I was working at Hofstra and I was working, me, me and David would meet up for lunch every so often. And I, I went to David and I'm like, I got original music. If you want to start writing and recording original music. And David was in an original band in college and I had been in original bands, uh, in high school and throughout college as well, um, on Long Island. So... I had been a while since I had written music, but I was in the mood to write again. So I wrote a few songs and I told David and David said, all right, let's do it. And at that point, we looked into Madame X and realized it was really just, there was a bunch of bands with that name. There was movies with that name. It was a painting. Mm -hmm. It was a club. It was all these things. So that was at the point where we decided to change our name. And uh, in 2012, we became Bad Mary. And... And from there, um, that's when Bad Mary started. So the thing, the thing you always say, um, also is once you brought up the originals to David, that he was like, once we open that door, right? We're not, yeah. you know, that yeah. you can't close. We can't, we can't close it. Nah, there's no going so, back. It's definitely a point of no return. I remember the day very, very well. Solidified like the the family dynamic even more though, is because yeah. it was like, okay, no, we're all we're all in it. Like we all want to do this. Yeah. You know, so it went from like fun hanging out, playing music with my dad, with the guy I'm like dating with my professor who I say at the and it, it turned into this like, no, we're all we're all really into this project now. Let's see what happens, yeah. what gets created from yeah. this. So that long story led into that moment of just like, are we all in? And the answer was yes. And it's been a wild ride from there. It has been quite the ride. And uh, yeah, Bad Mary's been Bad Mary since 2012. It's been the same four people uh, nice. the entire time. And uh, in that in that you know ten ish eleven ish year span, we've put out I believe something like nine records. So uh, it's been a lot. It's been great. <laughs> we really enjoy it. I, I tell you, it's listen, been crazy listening, Mike uh, and Amanda to your story. It's almost like a, a a script for a reality TV show. It's close. Uh, it's just you know, it's just uh, it's so cool. <laughs> Uh, and, and you're, I got to ask you this, Mike. So you're part of the rhythm section now as a bass player with, with your father-in-law. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you guys must get along, but yes. now there's that, that other connection between the two of you carrying the rhythm of the band, uh, and moving forward. So I think that's, that's pretty neat, you know? Yeah. You know, Bill is, Bill is, um, so incredibly talented as a drummer. You know, as a musician in general, I mean, I, I often Bill's in a handful of bands like he does some other things, too. And mm -hmm. he's very, very good. And I always say Can't that. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, if I was if I was if I was Bill's age and and enjoying my enjoying my retirement, I, I would play music nonstop. And I really appreciate that. I really uh, love that Bill does that and that he continues to play so much. But uh, Bill's, you know, usually the most talented musician in any band he's in. Uh, he oh, is amazing. he is incredibly gifted. Uh, the man plays a bunch of instruments. He's incredibly good. He could sing. He does all this stuff. Yeah, he's got some vocals on our yeah. Recording he does. Some he does. And um, he is he is 
when it comes to drums uh, being his first and main instrument, he uh, he is the most creative uh, drummer I've ever worked with. And as a bass player, kind of trying to keep the rhythm down, you know, it it, it really is something to to kind of behold. I've not really dealt, uh, worked with any drummers that could get that creative doing our music, especially, but let alone anything else. So it really helps that we communicate well. You know, I keep stuff very simple um, for a bass player. I'm not trying to do anything that the song doesn't call for. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to impress anyone with chops or do anything crazy. I'm just trying to hold it down. Yeah, you play it to the song. That's, yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's the way to do it. I play really? to the song. I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, my style of playing as a bass player is is almost like I'm playing rhythm guitar. You know, and bass at the same time. I use a very kind of throaty, trebly, uh, growly bass sound, mm-hmm. and I really like to kind of like to push that. And um, I think the way Bill plays, he can be super creative if I do that. And uh, and David, David can you know really mix you know hop between rhythm and lead very easily if if I could do that. And uh, it also helps because I do a lot of singing. So um, I think the dynamic of the band is everyone is doing their job or what they should be doing, or not what should they should be doing. Everyone is bringing their best mentality to every song that we do because everyone is doing exactly, like you said, everyone in the band is playing to what the song needs. Nice. So we focus more on you know, writing good songs and and including vocal harmony and including all this stuff that, you know, when you say something, uh, when you use a phrase like punk rock, um, whatever that means to whoever, everyone's got an opinion on what that means. Sure. Um, it's probably one of the most opinionated <laughs> forms of rock and roll other than certain types of heavy metal. Uh, punk punk can, tends to be hyper opinionated for people who apparently don't really what care. What is, what isn't. Yeah, what is and what isn't. But right. for us, it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, I want harmonies on every song. I want mm. vocal harmonies. We have the ability to do it. Let's do it. You know, so um, yeah, we want a, melodic. It's in, yeah, it's interesting that you say that, Mike, because it's like even if you look at a heavy metal band, they'll switch into ballads. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll be the yin and the yang of of a heavy metal band. But I find it interesting the harmony aspect of quote a punk band, and I don't like to categorize anybody because as far as i'm concerned there's no guardrails where you can go with things yeah um no. i gotta switch i gotta switch it up a bit because i'm sure I'm, I'm gonna give you my impressions because I, I i do a little bit of homework not lots a little bit like the way i got through school and uh, <laughs> i just want to tell you first first impressions uh, when you guys said you were in in the theater group in in hofstra that was absolutely evident in in the visuals i saw in the videos that i watched um uh, really great, you know. I, I, and Thank I got to ask that that one. Uh, it's all trash. Where the hell did you film that? Because that was that looked like a pretty cool set or location. Uh-huh. Set. Uh, you, uh, you may not want to give it up. I don't want to. No, 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 no. Well, we will. We will be one hundred percent honest <laughs> about where that was filmed. Go for it, that Amanda. Was, that was in the um, the Kings Park. Um, oh, Psych Center. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, luckily, we we know someone um, who is very. Versed in that uh, that space, who kind of 
led us through the the pathways and whatnot so we knew where we were going we didn't get super lost i stepped in a lot of puddles um all of that like water and everything and like i was wearing rain boots uh that were like found i don't know how david found those pink rain boots that matched the skirt like he just was like look what i found all that and like everything kind of just fell together um and we got in there like a day after it had just rained so all of like the drips and everything in all the little cracks there are mm. all practical um and there was one shot and I still feel really really bad about it but David was like no we need this shot where I kick a puddle he's laying down on the ground with the camera like over his head and he's got a hoodie like wrapped around his face with like a just trying but he got fully like blasted in the face with whatever water was just like stored in that that pool and so yeah. we very much sanitized after that um <laughs> like burned everything no um but I tell you in today's in today's world what's interesting cuz you're it's kind of homespun uh video production but but I find it when you have a David's a member of the band right he's the lead guitarist he's a guitar player yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's a guitar player so he's invested where you're not taking somebody else's uh direction like a third party yeah. so that's what yeah. I really kind of like to, that yeah, I've learned yeah. about it we we yeah. we like to do everything um DIY um We've done everything ourselves for the most part. Um, mm. You know, we have worked in studios to record a couple of EPs. And, sure. uh, I'll say that we've had a couple of studio experiences with great people that we're, yeah, we're really, really people. grateful for. And like the recordings came out awesome. So yeah. like we have done some some like that that we, we loved. Um, but just for how our, our process has been, we can really kind of like spend some time on things or have wacky ideas or just kind of yeah. – Hey, it just rained yesterday and we found this really cool field. Do you want to go try to shoot a video? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so things, <laughs> things like that. Um, it, it, it's, it's that wacky. You know, we did um, Killing Dinosaurs and we could have saved the world at Studio G in Brooklyn with, uh, with uh, a producer by the name of Matt Storm, who's a Long Island guy. He's, mm -hmm. uh, he operates out of, um, I believe, out of Brightwaters now uh, down in the South cool. Shore. Matt's an excellent guy. Great, great punk rock producer. Um, I believe his company is called Panic Room Studios, so I just want to give him the uh, shout out there. He's, and he's, he's a stones he's a stones way from my house. I live in Babylon, oh, ah. in the South oh, Shore. Yeah, so. so he's right over there. But Matt's, Matt's a Matt's a terrific dude, and he did really great work on those records. Um, and then we we recorded the EP Glitter Bomb at uh, the Kreischer Mansion on Staten Island, mm. which is a haunted mansion, apparently. Yeah, look um, it I up. think there was some sort of mafia thing that happened there. Definitely. Uh, and then oh, after Staten Island, that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> look up the Kreischer Mansion. It's like one of the two most like haunted. Yeah, it's like, it's a supposedly. haunted Supposedly. I believe space. in that stuff. Everyone was making fun of me, but I was like, no, there's definitely ghosts. And they're like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> like, I... But when, when it came it around fun. to doing... Uh, the return of space girl which is what we put out in 2019 we wanted to do it all in-house because as great as it is to work in studios as great as it is to work with awesome producers um it is costly and sure. we wanted to give ourselves the the breathing room to not feel like we have to record 12 songs in a day yeah. so we well, we we also did yeah the Return of Space Girl is like a 33-minute punk rock space opera yeah, I, concept I, album. So when you're working with something that's kind of that out there, like we, there is a song on there that there are like eight different versions of what that song was before it became the final. Yeah. So we we wanted that time to have bandwidth to really like, okay, we're gonna do this kind of project maybe once. Ha let, let's let's really sink into that, you know. And that kind of started the gears yeah. of oh, the DIY is really 
fun for us. It's really, it clicked. So, so to bring it back to your question, yes. <laughs> oh, I did have a question. Um, we, knew, we, do, we do, we did, we <laughs> video for It's All Trash was filmed at the Kings Park Psych Center. Um, I wasn't allowed to go. I was told to stay home and not bother anyone, which is usually uh, the best way to have me on a video set is to not be there. <laughs> Uh, you were in shadow and yeah. Videos, I saw that. Uh, well, yeah well so yeah so what we did with that is david's idea was like amanda was running around the psych center and he showed the video to us and he goes it's missing something he goes so i think i want to do green screen for you know bill david and myself and then he could use the green screen footage to kind of turn us black and white and make us look like shadows on the wall which uh was genius because david's a, a, a an incredible designer um he he was on sabbatical when we were recording uh, the Return to Space Girl and putting it out there. And his sabbatical project was to learn animation and make a movie mm. uh, oh, for the record. So that was his sabbatical sabbatical project. So when he did that, he so he's got to learn something that he can use. Therefore, you know, in the production and program, he uses so, it at Hofstra yes. for uh, animation projections for the theater department. Yes. So he'll animate like a backdrop or something like that. So Incredible it was something stuff. practical that he could then apply to to that and yeah. he surprised us with this film that yeah. is we've put a lot of stuff on our youtube channel um recently um with our last dp that came out this film is also on our youtube channel yeah. so if you're like what is it where can i see it just uh it's there YouTube, bad mary band it's there the whole film um he we weren't able to release it for like i feel like a year and a half or so after it was put out because it did a festival circuit where we couldn't have it right. broadcast anywhere so yeah, now sure. after it's been released and everything, and the dust has settled. It's finally up where people can see it. So yeah, it's been up for a <laughs> bit. So, so yeah, you can check it out on the YouTube. But uh, yeah, let's let's do this. Let's just take a quick break. Sure. I really want to explore your creativity. Sure. I want to talk about um, Amanda, you being the front person, uh, and and you know what kind of weight that's on you uh, as far as artistically. But let's just take a quick break. We'll be right back with Mike and Amanda from Bad Mary. There's so much more to discover. I can feel it in my bones. Stay with us, everybody. Calling all music enthusiasts. Long Island is a wellspring of talent, and the Long Island Sound Podcast is here to celebrate its vibrant music scene. Tune in to discover the stories behind Long Island's incredible musicians, their creative process, and the iconic venues that make the music come live. We are back with the band Bad Mary. I feel like I have to say that like Bad Mary. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but <laughs> we're with Amanda yeah. and Mike, uh, two <laughs> creatives, and I say that with love because uh, my impression of their music is all about fun. And uh, I mentioned this before: the theatrical aspects of your videos are just amazing. Uh, uh, I, I just. The, the whole artistic aspect of it is is really kind of cool and it uh the visuals play to the song uh in my mind just like we were talking about before about being a bass player and playing to the music but amanda i gotta ask you um you're, you're really kind of the front focus of the band um was that did that come natural for you uh, how does that dynamic work um when you're playing live tell me about it because one i'm not a girl and i've never been a front person so you gotta explain it all to me. It's funny because I, f I feel like now, um, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I feel like I'm two people, but there's something different in my brain about stepping on a stage and kind of being, being given a platform and a space where like I know that those people are specifically there to see us and hear 
what we're going to say and what we're going to play. And it's, it's like a reverse thing. Like I can be, I don't Mm. think I'm ever shy, but people tell me I'm quiet a lot in like in settings or whatnot. And then like, they'll come see me play for the first time and be like, I did not expect that. And I don't feel that way in my head. Um, like I don't feel like a quiet person, but I think I I'm intentional about what I say a lot. Um, but being given that, that other step up to kind of go up and lose my brain a little bit because it's like, I know you're here to, to see us. I know you're here to talk with us and hear who we are. You want to know about this stuff. So it almost is like a permission to like go and be myself completely. Um, which I feel like some people I've, and I get it. I, I, um, you know, when I was younger and I would go on auditions, I would get like nervous and stuff because I'm like, I'm, I'm walking in and I, I want the part I want, I want what's on the other side and I don't know what it is yet. And I've, I've been through that process a lot and I love it now um, because it's like I, I, I've been on both sides of that process. So I, I know it's nothing like personal anymore. A lot of the time it's just like, no, you weren't a right fit for that part. So I go in just being like, the worst thing that can happen is absolutely nothing. I'm going to go in and be myself. And if I get it, great. And if I don't get it, my life's exactly the same as it was before I walked in the room. Um, so it, I don't know if that answers the question, but like it took me a while to get to that point where now I feel the most myself when I'm out on that stage. Would you say, would you classify yourself as an introvert, Amanda? I've seen the term ambivert, ambivert. <laughs> or like, okay. or like an introverted extrovert, if that makes sense. Um, because I do have a, a large social battery. I do like, I love being around people and I love being, um, like our shows feel like a party. Like whenever we're there, like I love being in that crowd. I love being in the group. I love hearing like music and having group energy and whatnot. But I also do love my my kind of time by myself to like reflect and really like soak in those moments. So it's a it's a balance. And I don't think I could do one without the time to have the other. Well, let me ask you this, because listening to your music, fun, like I said, very energetic. There must be a point of exhaustion. I mean, because it's really high energy uh, each song, unless unless you ebb and tide through other things through your set. How do you handle that? And that's this both for you, Mike and and Amanda. Um, we definitely, you know, there have been some songs we've learned through playing them. Like, okay, no, we can't play those three back to back to back. So there needs to be this song has to go in between that to have some extra air, some breather you know, before we go into things. So Mike is great at building sets and really building those those lineups. And he'll kind of, before we play, um, he'll send us a whole list like, okay, here's the base of what I got. Let me know if you have any suggestions or, you know, and we'll each be like, oh, that one's hard for me back to back. Can we maybe switch, mm. switch up that one there or whatnot? Um, I've gotten super intentional even with the vowels and the the um, stuff in songs because it's been like oh that's harder to say and it's easier to breathe after that word so like I'll we'll work to construct lyrics to make it literally easier to breathe um but I, I did notice like it, we we were in uh Tokyo in June and we had shows back to back to back and they were like high throttle sets because when we did that we were like you know we want to go in we want to punch it we want to like play everything we can and just have a great time because like we're we're there for like two weeks mm. you know so go ahead I didn't sleep for like the first four days <laughs> because I was just on such adrenaline the whole entire time and then when that crash finally came that was like ah uh, rest and then the balance really kicked in so like that for me sometimes the go 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 is just like yes this is great um but it it can be hard to come down from it 
Before we, we go off on a tangent, I really want to talk about uh, Vibicide, the song sure. that our audience heard coming in. Just tell me, just give me, an, I, and I never ask people what it's about, because I always like to leave anything to a person's experience of that song. But tell me how that came about, uh, you know, uh, yeah, who, so. who, hit, who got hit with the muse and, and who developed it. So the thing with Vibicide is that, you know, we, we do like to leave stuff open to interpretation right. because yep. just because I wrote the lyrics or the song doesn't mean, you know, Amanda doesn't get something else out of it based on when she sings it. So, well, that that's what I like about yeah. your, yeah. your lyrics. That's what I like about the band's lyrics in general is that every time it, they can be left up to interpretation and based on how we're feeling that day, the yeah. meaning might change a little bit. Yeah. Right. But, uh, Vibicide to, to answer the question, Vibicide, um, is is a song written about um it's sarcastic in a way of the kind of Can kind I? of feeling of killing your own vibe <laughs> right it's like not allowing yourself to be happy because because we're all broken human beings yeah. and we we do not we do not on, on, the way my mentality when I was writing the lyrics for Vibicide was, you know, um, I don't even need people to wreck my day. I'll wreck my own day. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. And and that's pretty much the vibe of it is that it's kind of like... That's the opening line. Don't give me bad vibes. I'll kill my own. Thanks. Yeah. 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 So, I'll, so, I'll so, suck so, the own joy out of my life. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. It's You know what? It's it's my responsibility to make sure I'm miserable. So it's uh, <laughs> well, no. it's kind of that. It's kind of the... It's kind of like, you know... Um, I, you know, I know this is very... It's a personal thing. It's a personal issue. But it's like... It's like... Stuff is going really good. The the other shoe's got to drop at some point, and I'm just expecting it. So, in order to expect it, I might as well just kill it myself and and move on. Right. Uh, that's where I was going with it. What Amanda gets out of it is a totally different. If it might be, it some sometimes it is. And my favorite lyric in it, which and this is the thing too, I didn't really. I think I changed like one word what? What? or I ha I had to write no I had to write there there were three lines disrespect missing. that's all there I'm were three lines I'm missing it. I'm seeing it how you put up with and... that Mike I don't know it's very depressing yeah. <laughs> it, it's vibe ish actually well this <laughs> this is how how lyric construction happens in the band generally is like Mike will have either take all notes, or Mike. most of Mike take notes it was easier to breathe or like i would never say that can we change that line or sometimes if there are lines missing they'll hand it to me and be like i don't know what to put there so you gotta fill in the blanks <laughs> so enough. any i'll get like the the spot so there were a couple lines that i filled in and i forget it, but the rhythm it was like there that was the hardest part was syncopating what he had left musically with like okay what do you want to say and what fits in because mm. if you've listened to our stuff there are a lot of songs we have that like to fit a lot of words in a little amount of space um You're so welcome. it's really thank, thank you <laughs> thank you they've i, I there's sometimes where say, i'm like man. what are you trying to do to me but i make it it's like a physical challenge and i secretly love it every time um but oh really that's but the my first favorite I've heard line, of it. my well, favorite line in the song that you were like, I don't know, I might scrap that lyric was, I'll just think, um, uh, 
I need no help from you to upset me. I'll just think about something that I said at 19. And first it was 13. And I was like, 13 wouldn't resonate with me because I know I was like kind of in my young teenage, like bratty years that everybody's in. But like 19 is just the cusp of like, "Mm, I shouldn't have said that. And like, if I'm having a great day and the other shoe isn't dropping, my brain will be like, okay, what else can you think about that'll mess this mood up? Because nothing's going wrong. So you're going to find something. And it's, it's that that lyric i was like that means so much in that one line of just like your brain is this big vast space of memories that are only in your head and you're gonna do with them whatever you are with your thoughts and your day and you have control over that and if you want to wreck your day go for it but that's something i think we all need to kind of like watch as people yeah because we naturally all want to do that and just have a good day let yourself have a good day that's all right man i mean i gotta i gotta confess when you were just trying to find that lyric and you were mumbling to yourself i thought (laughs) i I thought you were weirding out on us and i was just kind of a little she was i was just kind of watching see where she's going and she came back so it's it's like that there are some songs this will happen when we're playing live and in our streams because we do live streams um every tuesday which i think is great and our Thank you. We love it. We have so much fun. But our entire catalog is pretty much up for requests. And there are some songs that get requested every single week. And then there are some songs that we won't play for like a while. And it'll be like, oh, wow, that song. When was the last time? And it'll start. And my mind will be this blank desert of just like, all right, I hope the lyrics come. And the second it starts, they start at the beginning. But like just now where I was like, oh, what's the beginning of that line? There are some things I I have to start at the beginning in order to like it's, pick it from the middle. It's, but it's uh, in there. It's, it's you know, for it's. I'm sorry if it looked like I was like being possessed no, or no, something that, at the moment. I think like, that's going to uh, be one of the best parts of the whole show tonight. It's, 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 it's very good. <laughs> It's very good. It's top t- top notch entertainment. See, the thing is, is that I'm here it, all week. Folks. It takes it takes a good band to to you know write good songs and perform good songs. It takes a great band to forget most of them. <laughs> so, so um, you know, for the, all the people out there who have to un- who who don't realize how much bands that have been playing forever rehearse because we forget them. Not that we don't remember the songs, but like, you know, many, there's so many times as a band where we have to come up with something. We're like, what songs did we write? I have to go to like our Spotify list so frequently to like be like, what songs do we have? Yeah, because it's some just, of them we wrote like over 10 years ago. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, but what's the blessing, lyric man. of the second verse of oh, that yeah. song we wrote in 2000? I mean, I think we have, like we, have, we, have, <laughs> we have close to 50 original songs at this point. Um, you know, I'm proud of, of most of them. And it's one. There are some we don't. You you always have that one child of a song that you're like, this this is not good. I mean, listen, sometimes that's the beauty of being in this kind of environment. You know, when we bring to to tangentialize a little bit, when we bring a song in, uh, if the song's not good, um, we're not mean about it. But there are times where it's just like, yeah, 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 we need to. um, Most famously, the song Addicted which um, has become a staple in our live set and has become a staple Bad Mary song that we play all the time. That's I wrote one Addicted. that gets requested every single week at mm. the stream. We know we're going to yeah. be playing Addicted. I, I, I wrote Addicted. Uh, I was very proud of my lyrics on Addicted, but boy, was it bad for a long time. And and we, I, 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 it was just, it just sucked. It was just <laughs> bad. You know, and... and <laughs> it was bad. bad and then and then i i was that like was I, I was it's so cash. i was, was so that inspiration yeah we're doing a segue into all trash it's all trash. if if so god help me 
that's the so next it, segue. Fantastic. So it was bad. <laughs> and it was one of those things where like, what the heck is going on? Why is this song so bad? <laughs> and then I went home and I just like was like, oh, that's because this part is stupid. So I completely <laughs> rewrote a bunch of it and brought it back. And I'm like, guys, I think I figured out Addicted. And it was simpler and more rock and roll and more kick the door open and, and, and like that. And then the whole band, it was like, yeah, this is this. You did the right thing here. Like, so do it, so, but do it better. Yes. Do please, please write better music. So, so, what, you're, so yeah. what you're saying, Mike, at one point, it was all trash. It was all trash. And then it was not. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm very proud of that song. Uh, I think, I think, I think the, uh, I appreciate, and that segue is fantastic, by the way. We love a good segue. Um, I love a good segue. I appreciate that artwork. Um, yeah, it's all trash. Uh, it's all trash was, was inspired by, um, me not liking anything. Okay. Uh, that I was writing. Um, it was, a lo- you know, the joy killer in Mike. Got it. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I am not that person. I am not a joy killer at all. Like I'm Mr. Embrace the joy. A little bit. What's up? Just a little bit, maybe. Just. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I, I mean, lives in there I somewhere. Mean, Twenty minutes ago, and I'm already psychoanalyzing. Yeah, you're a little, you're a little crank. You're a little. I can see you being a little cranky, Mike. Never. Yeah, it's it's the it's you know it's the eyebrows that make me look cranky. Oh, those so, are real. Uh, nice. Yeah, they are real. Wow. These are 100% genuine issue. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I, yep, yep, it's, it's what I got. Flex them, um, flex them, flex them for me. Yeah. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh wow. See, you ooh. can do the one brow. I so, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's the Italian DNA. Um, so, uh, what? Where the hell are we? Uh, oh, you were going to, hey, you are going to introduce It's All Trash. It's All Trash. So our audience can hear it, so. So It's All Trash was a song I had written. Uh, I was Wait. not happy with, He's with this. He's trying to play it. Oh, you want to just play it? Uh, Go for it hey, then. Hey. We could talk about it later. Amanda. This song's called. Amanda, that's a great idea. Whoa. <laughs> Why don't we play all trash? What the hell is it called? It's all, it's all trash. <laughs> and we'll be right back after the song. I am sure there's more to talk about. Stick with us. Check out the song. Trash, garbage opinions, and it's getting old fast. Don't got time for. 
So we're talking in between the song while everyone's listening to that great song. And I really want to get into, guys, um, this animated uh, feature that you did, um, The Return of Space Girl. Tell me, tell me about that. And I, you know, by the way, uh, for those yeah. who are listening, look down in the, uh, somewhere down here in the description, you're going to see all the links for Bad Mary's Twitch or the, their social media. I would like to get into social media. I think since you guys do both uh, an audio aspect of your art and a visual aspect of your art, man, you're, you're so ripe for great social media and doing stuff out there. So um, you got to give me tips and tricks on that. But but tell me about um, sure. Return of Space Girl, how that came to be. And, and we, we touched on it a little bit, um, but kind of round it out for me so everyone can check it out. So, um, I had written Space Girl. Well, the, are you asking uh, specifically about the, the animation? I, I really the wanted to hear from well, you. Well, everything. It's all part of one. If you want to keep talking, Mike. Oh, no, no, Mike. If you want to hog the mic, You go Mike. for it, Amanda. <laughs> um, well. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. She can talk. Well, Mike, Mike did write Space Girl. The song um, came out on our first full length album, Better Days, which was like our first foray into recording, writing anything. So that is the most DIY of DIY before we mm. even like fully knew what we were doing. Um, so Space Girl originally was on that album as a separate song um, that that Mike had kind of started writing before even Bad Marriage. Like that was kind of an earworm for him that had always been ticking that he was like i got this uh song about a space robot and we were like okay um it was, it was, it actually it was changed, trash before but, you know well that's sure. she's yeah. space girl now it was it, definitely but, um, i like that <laughs> <laughs> um but she so she was a character and a song with us for for a very long time um and then kind of became this idea to do an overarching story um that that mm. has a, now another full length album that that we did and recorded. That was our next really big DIY project. Was was that? Um, so like Mike had mentioned earlier, David went on sabbatical to learn a new skill. That's what those the professors do every so often. You are up for sabbatical where you can learn a new skill that you can use for the department and whatnot. So animation was what he was doing. And I remember this day, and it is also still crazy to me. Like it was one of those moments of like, oh my god. Um, we got to the studio that we practice in, that we do all our streaming in, that we record in, and everything mm -hmm. is is in David's house. It's built into the, the basement at David's house. Um, so we get there on Tuesday, like we do every week. We let ourselves into the house. We pet the dogs. We go downstairs and we see David where he's either like plugging in the mixing stuff or whatever. And we're like, hey, David, what's going on? He's like, oh, I just want to show you something I've been, I've been working on. And he messaged the group chat that day that we have running, like, I want to show you something later. We're like, okay, cool, great. So he... Whenever he has a video for us or something like that, we all kind of sit around his computer and like we'll mm -hmm. watch it together before it, you know, is released or anything so that we see it first. And um, he hits play and the, the opening track of The Return of Space Girl starts with animation. And we're like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And it's the whole um, The Return of Space Girl slash goodbye is, is the opening track. So that song ends. OK. And then the video keeps going. And I looked at him and I was like, David, oh, what amazing. are you doing? And he's like, I'm doing the whole thing. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing the whole thing. It was really so cool. it just kept playing. And we didn't know at first, like we knew he was going to do something with it, but like we didn't know at first that that was his, his side 
plan of like, I'm going to learn how to do this and here's what I'm going to use to learn how to do this. So it like took this creative thing that we made as a group and gave it this whole, and the, the animation story is very slightly different than the okay. album. So it's almost like a who's Tommy situation where like the musical is different from the right. albums, yeah, different from the movie, but they're all yeah. kind of the same. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And even the record isn't like, you know, it's about the, the record kind of like there's a, there's somewhat of a through line, but it's mostly a lot of songs around like the same kind of idea. And but he, he would have you know, to have take poetic license with it. I we would had written in, in the yeah. animation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Like it's, there's there's one song that um, is removed from the film, but I think he used it for the credits. So Space Girl's not in the movie. The yeah. song Space Girl's not in the movie. It's used for the credits. And the movie, the story of the album kind of follows the story of the song that is Space Girl. And, you know, the thing with it was that um, we kind of, the idea to use Space Girl is kind of a jump off point. Uh, for a, a concept album was David's idea. And the band had gone through this weird kind of uh, period. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda and I were kind of overcommitted to things and and um, we weren't focused. Uh, the band was in a weird spot. And and uh, we we went through like a very difficult like year as a band. Uh, and it was frustrating. And, and uh, we all kind of bonded around starting to do the live streaming stuff. And when we started to do that and we started going, hey, we're going to rehearse every Tuesday. We're going to go live. We're going to rehearse on Sundays. We're going to do all this stuff. Like we all kind of, you know, agreed to like get our acts together and treat it way more as a priority um, than we when we had been. We had we had been a little well, negligent. I, I think um, that's also when it took a turn for not that it ever wasn't theatrical, but like we all do come like David yeah. and I like I particularly like come from a theater background yeah. um, and my father was playing in rock bands when I yeah. was born. Like I grew up in the, the music scene with that, but my first step into performing was, was theater. theater. Mm-hmm. Um, rock musicals mostly, mm-hmm. which should have told me something. Um, but that, that was always something for me, like story or like know what you're singing about. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many lyrics and there's so many songs and like, it's one thing to take a song and make it sound pretty. But if you don't know you can't, you can't what emote it is it. that you, you're trying you to convey or what you're singing the, right. about, it has no soul. It has yeah. no body to yeah. it. Exactly. The performance exactly. is necessary. So, but at this point, like like Mike was saying, like I think I um I was involved in some theater again, which I loved. Um I still love love doing. Um I haven't done theater in a bit, but I think we took that energy and put it into what we're creating. And it's yeah. not just like, okay, well we're making rock and roll, it's gotta be strict rock and roll. It's like, no, have have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Make it about yeah something you want to sing about make it about yeah let's sing the song about aliens from space let's sing this song about a robot that like came at we want to do that go for it because mm-hmm. why not well yeah <laughs> i went when, when we got together and after we had kind of all kind of touched base and and regrouped and and realized you know this was something we were we were going to run with uh david had suggested that we do a concept record um, and it was his idea to say, I think we should do it around the concept of Space Girl and let's record it all here and let's take our time mm. and, and, and write really, really good songs. And, um, you know, it's funny because I like to say it's the thing I'm the most proud of, but I, I am very proud of Trash and Glamour um, as well. So you wouldn't say it's just trash. No, I wouldn't. Okay. And uh, so I was kind of I was kind of taken back, you know, when David suggested that because you know I written Space Girl and it's a very important song to me, 
because it represents um, kind of me getting back into writing music again after not writing music for a very long time and actually really not playing much uh, mm-hmm. for a bunch of years because of how my life was going. Um, in those years, I kind of put the guitar or the bass rather away. And mm. I was like, I, I think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to play anymore. Uh, and then the whole David and the Hendersons thing happened and Madame X happened and I had written these songs and it kind of fell into place. And it's a very special song to me because it represents me kind of coming back to it. Uh, it's a song about, you know, it's obviously it's about a robot with some space, but it's about misconnection. It's about um, being misunderstood. And a lot of my music is about being misunderstood. And, um, you know, we wanted to write a record kind of about that. And the Return of Space Girl tells the story of the robot that comes back to kind of, you know, wreak havoc on on those who um, kind of wouldn't listen to what she was trying to tell them. But at the same time, it's a record mm. about the uh, the dangers of social media when when we allow it to... Listen, we use social media like crazy. We're on social media like crazy, but there's a lot of good. Yeah, there's a lot of there's good. good. There's a great. Before, thank I mean, you, internet. Like, yeah. there's so many great things that have come from it. But like, you, it's hard. You right. have to be careful when you yeah. play comparisons. When you look at other people's mm-hmm. highlight reels, and then you look at your own life, and it's very easy to buy beside yourself because yeah. you've spent your entire day mm-hmm. looking at everybody's best of moments when you're living in the memory of all of your things that oh i shouldn't have said that to that person oh i can't believe i did that yesterday okay that's not what's posted on your instagram so no one is thinking about that really except for Mm -hmm. you because that's all in your head yeah you know so that's the the balance we talked about social media making making these connections through the internet and 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 uh finding opportunities that would never have happened without that type of connection but the flip side the other coin of that is you know it is a place for envy you know uh, everyone is is you know on their vacation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. If I see another person my age take a picture of food, which was probably delicious at the time, but looks horrible to me <laughs> when I'm watching it for a while. But yeah, that that's that's the that's the flip side of it. Yeah. And and becoming aware of that, and yeah. and and also believing in yourself. You know, as far as. Uh, uh, your own gifts and, and counting your blessings. I, I mean, my daughter tells me about that. Dad, count your blessings and and you know wake. Uh, you know, and people ask me at work, you know, "How's your day going? How's it going? Good. I I woke up today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and and that that was a, a a great way to start the yep. day. But I also, you know, as you were talking about the animation, it reminded me. I went to a. This is going to be a weird connection, but I was at a Brad Paisley concert, and he was a big Apple guy at the time. This is years ago. And he started to fuss with animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did cartoons behind his songs playing. And they were kind of campy, but kind of cool. It kind of, you know, uh, he kind of let the, uh, the, the, uh, the screen down and let people see who he was and what he was thinking. And I thought that was very unique in doing that. And in saying that, um, do you That's see cool. yourselves or have you taken uh, the animation and put that as part of a live show in what you do? Oh, okay. Tell me about that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we, so first of all, that David did all that. Uh, David's a, 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 you know, for lack of a better term, he's a, he's a, um, 
an artistic beast. I mean, all of our, <laughs> I didn't think that's what you were all of say. our, all of our logos, all of our shirts, all of our videos, everything. Like David is the the you know from a visual art standpoint, the artistic drive of everything that we do. Um, he has he has done so much incredible stuff. I mean, all of our T-shirts are David. Nice. So if you like that shirt with the raccoon on it, that's David did that. If you like the shirt with the Bad Mary, you know, the Bad Mary head on it, David did that. So he's a, he's a, he's incredible and uh, so incredibly gifted and learns stuff incredibly quickly. Um, so he did all the video, uh, the 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 uh, the animation for the Return of Space Girl movie. And mm-hmm. when we play the album live, which is something we do. Um, kind of like, Hey guys, just letting you know every so often, maybe once a year, maybe once every other year, we're like, this is going to be a return to space girl show. So we are just playing these songs. And, um, every time we do that, we have the movie playing behind us in the background. Yeah. So it's like projected. There's our, um, our home base, our home, our home, That's right. our home, home away from our home, which we have to shout out always is, um, Mr. Beery's Stephen Beery and I were in Boy Scouts together. In Troop 159, he's a good friend. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah. he was my big buddy because he was always I big. And I was a tiny little guy. And he was my skipper to uh, he was a skipper to my Gilligan, uh, if you can get that reference. That's a, yes, yes, absolutely. I've been, I've been, so we've, <laughs> just because I never get to mention this anywhere because it's never come up, but we've played a handful of Halloween shows. And one of the costume ideas I always throw out is we go as bad Marianne because you I have could the just look. be Marianne. We you have, have a look. professor. Mike would have to be. Yeah. So that's been something I've been, it hasn't, it hasn't passed through as a, as a definite uh, thing, but every year on Halloween, I'm like, we doing bad Marianne this year? Hey, we we have (laughs) a Halloween show. We have a Halloween show at Mr. Beery's Beery's. on October 20th. Maybe that's when bad Marianne comes out. We love love playing there. And they, um, anytime we have an idea like, Hey, do you think we'd be able to do this or whatnot? Like that sound, um, Mike Longo, who does sound a lot for us there. And he, is incredible nice. and they're like yeah let's try to figure it out so like whenever we have new music we try to play it there first that crowd has become the home. home like it's it home, really man. really has so on long island like we always shout them out that they're amazing but the space girl shows if they're happening local will happen there um and they're so much fun yes. they are so much fun because that was the show when we released the album when the movie everything we we're like, all right, you got a week till the album release oh, show wow. and people came already knowing the lyrics. So like with the animation behind us cool. and the people that are like, yeah, nice. we're here for this. Like it's bananas. Uh, I have mm. to give credit to Mr. Beery's as a club. Um, you know, we try to shout them out as much as possible. Um, Steve and uh, Steve runs an incredible place there. We love it. It's a great place to see live music. And it's one of the few places on Long Island that mm-hmm. Um, supports and appreciates Agreed. and promotes original music on the so, regular on like the regular the basis of nights it's original 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 music and uh, I have to thank Mr. Beery's we love that place um, it's home for us we're so happy oh, to be nice. considered one of their bands um, it's a place that I hope to play for the rest of my days I love that place and um, you know, during the pandemic, we, we, we tried our hardest to make sure that we could, you know, play some shows there and they did some out indoor, outdoor shows. And they now did like drive-ins yeah. where they, uh, had the bands inside oh, cool. and no one was allowed yeah. inside and they projected it on screens outside and Beautiful. people could tune in on yeah. their cars. So yeah. they had like the radio so, stations in their cars mm-hmm. tuned into the feed from the club, but you couldn't go inside. So it was like the community really came out for that yeah. place also. And it's just very 
clearly known how much the Long Island music community nice. loves Mr. Beery. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about um, uh, the last song. Uh, are you with the? Is are you with the band or are you with the band? Are you with the band? Are you with the band? I got that right. Um, why don't we just jump right into the song? Sure. Let our audience hear about it, and then we'll talk about it when we uh, on the back end. Back end. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds great. Amanda, you agree? Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Check it out, everyone. <laughs> So we were just discussing fun is the best thing to have. And I'm thinking about Space Girl. And of course, yes. in Return of Space Girl, I think about the Saturday Night Live Space Pants episode. And Amanda, Amanda's going to attempt <laughs> to sing Space Pants for us. Just a quick. I found it. So boys and girls, I think you'll find that my pants will blow your mind. Look at my pants with the eyes in your face. My legs are covered in outer space. Space pants. Space pants. <laughs> I I am wearing space pants. <laughs> I can't. This, that's that's uh that's. My pants are space pants. Well, that's right. And then Gwen Stefani comes out. <laughs> Go, like, thank space you for pants. gracing us with that rendition of space pants. I really uh, appreciate it. Very I'm good, just Amanda. 
happy that I've now found the link where I can that's, that's buy one my of the own benefits, space pants. You know? And we'll, we'll put the link for space pants in the description next to all the social media, right down here, that yes. you'll find for Bad Mary. <laughs> hey, with that, tell us what you guys have coming up. Um, I know you're coming to my side of the island. Not that you're in a different side of the island, because there's the North Shore and the South Shore, but you're going to be in Amityville. Tell us about that. Tell us what you got coming up and uh, where people can find you. So excited. Um, our first home show after uh, coming back from Tokyo is September 3rd uh, at Amityville Music Hall. Um, we are psyched. We've been excited for this show for a bit, and now we are at it's like a month away yeah yeah um, we are we are playing with um uh playing dead who is another long island band great guys that we actually were in a music video of theirs not too what's long the, ago what's the, yeah what's that the was band? actually really, 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 really funny, funny. um, um fun okay playing playing dead playing dead playing dead playing dead so they're they're awesome guys and then uh the the tour is is the uh, the headliners on the tour it's a co-headlining tour between uh, tsunami bomb uh who is a a punk band that um i'm very aware of i was very much a big fan of uh from the uh, late 90s early 2000s and right. uh, the dolly rots who is uh, one of our major inspirations um it's the second time we've been able to play with the dolly rots uh they're awesome people uh kelly actually debuted um it's all trash on her show uh kelly mm-hmm. the singer and bass player of the dolly Thank rots you, kelly. Deba- debuted on her show on uh, sirius xm and uh, actually chose it as one of her picks for oh, nice. uh, Little Steven's coolest songs in the world. So uh, we owe a lot to them, yeah. uh, to the Dolly they're, Rots. They're not local to here. So it's a it's yeah. a cool show. Amityville Music Hall, um, another one of our favorite local places to play where you can find a lot of original music as well. Um, so it's two local hometown bands, Bad Mary, that's us, and Playing Dead, our friends, uh, which we were psyched about. So we we're like, oh, cool, friends on the bill. And then it's like the co-headliners are like, oh, my God, it's Tsunami Bomb and the Dolly Rots. So it's just uh, going to be cool. It's going to be a party, man. <laughs> it's going to be a good time on September 3rd. I believe that show starts at around 630. It's uh, the Sunday before Labor Day. Yeah. And what's um, cool about Amityville Music Hall is uh, they are usually not um, 21 plus. A lot of yeah, their shows 16 are plus. Like 16 plus. Um, so if you can't usually see us locally because you're too young to get in, check out the age restrictions on this show. Uh, Amityville Music Hall has a lot of all ages 16 plus shows. I believe this is 16 plus. And going back to social media a bit, um, we've been putting the ticket links on our stories and in our posts and whatnot. So if you are like, oh my God, where can I play ticket? Where can I play tickets? Where can I get details? Where can I get tickets? Follow the links we post up there and feel free to DM us too. Um, yeah. it's, you know, it's a we'll family affair. Bring the kids. We'll make friends. Um, it, it is a family affair. Literally, because yes. the Dolly Rots, oh, nice. uh, I think also they have their, their kids on tour with them. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, do- the Dolly Tots will pop out on stage sometimes yeah. too. Um, so, so it's it's a really, it's a lot of good energy on that stage that night. Yeah. So that's, that's the big show coming up that we're going to be pushing like crazy over the next few weeks. Uh, we're about a month away from that uh, at the time of recording this. And then obviously every Tuesday night we do our live stream, um, twitch.tv slash bad Mary band. Uh, we're actually looking to expand that to do Sundays as well, uh, more frequently. So, but Tuesday night's the big one, 8 PM Eastern every Tuesday night. We're on twitch.tv slash bad Mary band, where we're doing our Twitch show where you can kind of interact with us and kind have of some fun. very well, much. There's yes, times where can, we're just talking with everybody because they, we yes. love, we love your comments. Yes. Um, we yes. love everybody that pops in, but 8 PM Tuesday nights, 
on Twitch. Um, it's all requests also. So we have our song list. You can, uh, we have covers on there that we have recordings of out. We have yeah. all of our originals around there. So it's whatever you want to hear. We play what you want. We do. Um, we have a, a game also um, that started during COVID and has continued of Save Tom DeLong because I am a big Wheel of Fortune Word Games fan. So we try to have fun that way too. Yeah, oh, Save Tom gotcha. DeLong is a, our variant of Hangman. Tom, Tom so, DeLong, the uh, guitar player from Blink-182, um, if you win the game, he gets abducted by the aliens, which is what he wants. Excellent. And if you lose the game, he gets eaten by Jaws. Well, so, nice. yeah, it's, you know. Hey, I... <laughs> I tell you, um, you know, I do want to yeah, thank yeah. artists who come on the Long Island Sound. I really want to thank you guys for being here. But I'm telling you, I, I never know. It's like a box of chocolates. You know, I never know what I'm going to get. But what I'm really, I'm so pleasantly surprised. I mean, you guys are just so great. I really had, I really enjoyed our conversation. It was, it was intriguing. You got so much to offer. I really look forward to your rising stars and continuing with the music. And I really guys, I've got to see you guys live and your performance. And uh, you've been really kind of gracious, so gracious to give me your, your time tonight. I know you guys are very busy. Shout out to Dennis and your dad, uh, Amanda. I got to get your dad on the show. Uh, he's got, he's got to be, he's got to be he close to me. He would love to talk I mean, with you. Um, he, he, so actually this this year um and we're at mr beery's where we're planning to kind of do a do a show God, for him but he's going to be he's, having his 70th birthday this year he's a little, old, he's a little year. older yeah. but i can re- i can so i can relate to him i think he's been playing drums well if if you you are good and much like you you said to us thank you for all of that but you've been yeah. great to also speak with because yeah. that's the same thing as like we we love doing a podcast like this because it's awesome to speak with new and different people but you don't always know exactly who you're going to see until you meet them and start talking and you've (laughs) been awesome I would talk to you for days Um, so I will say on behalf of my dad that he would love to talk with you he loves a good conversation and he has stories upon stories of he's been playing music locally and not locally for over 60 years he's been playing since he's Four, four years old, he shares this picture every so often of him and his two uncles that needed a drummer in the basement playing at the family <laughs> party and just gave him two brushes. Yeah. And that's nice. really, that's for me, that's where it started because that's the spark that then started. And then when I was born, I came home in a band shirt from his band and it just continued. And now Bad Mary. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining me and we'll see you out playing live. Bad Mary. Check it out, everybody. Be well. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Peace.